Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Igor, Igor Fedenkov. He's the co-founder and CEO at Bribe. Um, you have to explain the audience about that name, Igor, later on, because Bribe, that, that's a name you'll, you, that needs explanation. But first of all, please introduce yourself and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Alas. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, my name is Igor Fedenkov. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Bribe, a company behind uh, Bribe Marketplace, digital marketplace that connects buyers with influencers and freelancers worldwide uh, to get their work done in a fast and hopefully not very costly manner. Um, Bribe. Well, the name uh, came into existence probably halfway through creating our MVP back in the day. And uh, what we did, we sort of looked at some different words that would hook a customer or a listener or anybody who sees or experiences the word and lets them experience some kind of emotional uh, response to it. Mm -hmm. If you can think back to like 1972 when Sir Richard Branson started his first company called Virgin, mm -hmm. and obviously they have gotten plenty of negative and positive publicity because of the choice of the name, but the original message behind it was they were completely new to something and uh, considered themselves virgins. So uh, when we were coming up with a name for the company and the marketplace, we uh, are a team of uh, marketers and marketing specialists as opposed to engineers, which are you know, commonly creating platforms like this. So we like the word bribe because it gave a sort of a funny and also emotional connotation of bribing somebody to get something done really quick because that's you know, the general concept. Um, the bribe with correct spelling was already taken, so we had to misspell it with a Y, B-R-Y-B-E. But... Um, over the past, you know, 18 months, we've been getting actually really good response from the users and everybody kind of likes the fact that it's funny and catchy. So we're, we're already digging into the subject here today because we're starting, we'll have a, a, a chat about brand marketing for startups. You're, you're a startup yourself. Um, and the, some, some of the things that listeners want to know is, you know, if you're a startup, why uh, or should you consider investing in branding or, or should you start doing lead gen? How, what's your take on that? No, I think usually any entrepreneur will agree uh, that they would like to take a hybrid approach to this. Realistically, I believe having a clear vision of your brand concept is definitely a must uh, while you're creating your MVP. Uh, we recently were a part of the Google Accelerator, which we successfully won last week. So mm -hmm. good for us. Congrats. But, uh, one of the, thank you so much. One of the companies um, in the cohort actually came up with a name during the cohort because they uh, couldn't find the proper branding, but they were already trying to market their product. And this is where they kind of hit a snag because I think as much as, Lead gen is very expensive, but spreading the word about your brand, in my opinion, is a lot more expensive, a lot more expensive, but also a lot more important. Um, for instance, uh, I don't know if you think about the project marketing 
or project management software like monday.com when they were rolling out uh, monday.com was everywhere on every youtube pre-roll you know and their commercials were shot at the office they were not professionally done with exploiting mind and rulers and pencils etc so all you heard was monday.com 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 and Mm -hmm. um you know uh, eventually we're all over social we're using uh, monday.com just because of that because when it came to a project management software need this was the first thing that came into my mind um, so if you position your brand not only in front of the consumer or potential client but in their minds where the immediate response to a need would be your brand name this is the ultimate success Absolutely. and this is something that we're currently working on because we are in two spaces, which are influencer space is very, very highly populated and freelancer space is dominated by, um, well, three main companies. So coming up with a name that creates a brand awareness and is catchy and is associated with a need is priority number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that Monday example. I love that example because uh, I own a marketing agency, so we we of course know Monday as well. Um, and actually, when they, I think they rebranded to Monday a couple of years ago, like two years ago, I I, I guess. But um, they were all over the place, like you mentioned in pre rolls, but also on all the social networks that I'm on. It's like I couldn't get rid of Monday. So I'm actually you're completely right there. They're they're completely top of mind when thinking about project management software for um, online marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and you kind of touched the subject already by saying, you know, it's expensive branding, uh, and that's what a lot of marketers will also like the first thing they will think you know about when they when they hear branding is like oh that's expensive um how how would you allocate budget towards branding if you're a marketer how much of your budget at a startup should you even spend on branding uh that's a good question because uh realistically and you probably will agree, but advertising budget is something that is considered last and cut first, mm-hmm. especially um, this is something that we are helping a lot of businesses solve these days because we're showing that they can run very good marketing campaigns using social media influencers or using creatives by freelancers. And realistically, it's all about creativity and about the channels that you use. Obviously, if you're going for a uh, keyword campaign with Google, and if you're in the industry that is already well-established, it's really tough to beat um, the companies that run really high budget and they are in the first page of Google results, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But one of the really amazing examples um, that I like is Dollar Shave Club. I don't know if you're familiar with the company. Absolutely, absolutely. uh, They do subscription razors, basically. Mm -hmm. And they went into the market dominated by, you know, Venus and Gillette and uh, Philips, Norelco, all of those companies. What they did, they ran a really expensive campaign trying to show themselves, you know, as a competitor. And they weren't really successful. But then they had a genius idea to not market direct to the consumer, but to market, which are men mostly, Mm -hmm. But they marketed to mothers, sisters, girlfriends, and wives. 
And the whole thing was basically, hey, uh, if you're tired of giving your, you know, the men in your life books and belts and uh, ties and watches, here's something that, you know, has an amazing utilitarian value and uh, makes you the biggest solution to their problem because men have to shave every day. So um, here you are. Their image and their marketing campaign exploded. So using a creative approach and using the right channels is definitely the key. And being uh, scared away by the prices, I think is just a lack of um, analysis of the market because any company can run fairly inexpensive campaigns on social media. Um, a lot of contextual, contextual ads that are not highly expensive. Or if you pick a niche and target your ads toward not the most logical, I guess, target market for your campaigns, you will have a lot more success because the um, the target markets that are not, you know, in the sort in in the spotlight of the attention of the larger companies are actually underserved. So if you hit the underserved target market, you are bound to have a larger success if you go after the same target markets that the dominating uh, companies mm -hmm. in your industry are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. So um, just digging a little deeper into those those channels. Um, I've seen the Dollar Shave Club videos before, like they had those, those funny videos as well. So they, I think they put those on, on YouTube. That was like the, still in the time where you also had like these old spice kind of uh, movies uh yeah. that work um i think they 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 um were also merged with Blantech videos like that, that era i think 2015 16 is or something um those those were very very funny but um what kind of channels would you recommend for for branding as a startup i think as a startup your social media is probably your pick number one um Social media, like I said, is fairly inexpensive. There are multiple channels that you can pursue and multiple audiences that you can define very easily uh, without employing um, highly professional marketing agencies mm -hmm. to run a, a, to cast a wider net, basically, because as a startup, you do run a fairly lean budget, especially when it comes to ads. But uh, influencer marketing has been fairly instrumental in the success of spending of um, spreading the brand name um, there you realistically are not looking at return on investment but you rather look on return on ad spend and this is the calculation that you know any company can do by themselves or they can use online calculators that provide that like influencer marketing hub is a fantastic resource for that kind of stuff but i believe narrowing down on uh, social media influencers in your particular niche and in your particular geographic area is uh, probably a pick number one that I would suggest. Um, I would definitely suggest looking into the Google ads because this is the dominating channel right now. But again, this is where you need to come up with a lot more creative approach, a larger quantity of keywords. And there are companies um, that do assist startups. Google themselves actually has a program that's called uh, Google Growth Labs. And if a startup is uh, able to submit themselves like we did and participate in the program, 
um, this is a three and a half months program that absolutely kills it with knowledge that comes, you know, from the horse's mouth itself mm -hmm. uh, as to how to run successful Google ads campaigns. And YouTube is incredibly instrumental. You can run different levels of ads from banners to pre-rolls to mid-rolls to post-rolls um, of different duration, skippable, not skippable. And I think one of the biggest things that you learn from using video advertising is people now read less and see more. I think uh, a few million years of human evolution, we're back to uh, the drawings on the rocks in the caves, but this is basically like the current tendency. That's why TikTok is blowing up and Instagram and YouTube is holding on to their position. But the traditional approach, and this is something I can definitely point out from our own experience, it's not to just run a classic ad and hope that you'll get the attention. And classic ad is based on a traditional story arc. So you, you build, 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 but then you have a climax and maybe some kind of an offer. You have to get the attention of the viewer, whether it's a static post or a video post right away. So you've got to start really high and immediately show your brand. Because in those first few seconds, don't wait till the end to show your brand or uh, the address. So for us, it's bribe.com is in the first second of any ad that we run, upfront branding, then you do some kind of unexpected shift or a question or a hook, and you definitely want to end up with some kind of a call to action. So for any startup, if they just satisfy those three or four steps in their ad strategy via social media, they are bound to start appearing in front of the eyes of their potential targets. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much for that advice. Very useful. Um, looking at looking at bribe uh, and you. Uh, being in charge of it, um, what would you? What, what's your number one thing that you would uh, focus on in 2022? From a, if you're looking at it from a branding perspective, so what's your tip for the listeners to focus on in 2022? Well, in the spirit of the topic of this conversation, actually, our biggest focus is still branding. Um, just to give you a very quick uh, clip from our history, we have been actively participating in influencer marketing arena uh, for about 13 months and for the past eight months in the freelancer arena. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were able to go from 9,000 active users in the beginning of this year to 125,000 active users uh, as of last month, which is a very very modest, but I think still impressive uh, growth because these are self-registered users that have created their profiles, put in their work. So they're 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 a wonderful population of our platform. Mm -hmm. But for us to succeed in the space, it's still the biggest goal is to make bribe a household name. Uh, when somebody thinks of a creative or influencer campaign. Um, or creating a logo or maybe having their website redesigned or reviewed, we want to give the opportunity to, to our target consumers and target clients to come up to think of Bribe right away. And our main focus is actually, and this has been an overused term, but it's very true. We are democratizing both spaces by 
focusing on smaller brands, on startups, on uh, mid to small level businesses, as well as the influencers and the freelancers that are smaller to mid level, because I think they're highly underserved and even such platforms as Fiverr with millions of uh, producers on it, usually the people that have done a lot of work already appear in the search results right away. So if you're new, you're unable to be in front of the eyes of a potential buyer. What mm -hmm. Bribe is doing coming in uh, as a new marketplace and a double-sided marketplace, we are allowing the opportunity for the up-and-coming millions of remote producers that are you know, in existence now because of the pandemic and smaller businesses that have to count every dollar for their advertising or for their creatives to give them the opportunity to actually take care of those needs. So again, uh, our main focus is spreading the word through um, podcasts, through opinion leaders like yourself, um, to make sure that businesses and producers are aware that such marketplace exists. Cool. So I love that advice. You know, for all listeners out there, if you're if you're um, working at a startup, if you're in charge of marketing, doing marketing for a startup. Um, make make sure you that you not only focus on lead gen but also uh, invest in your brand marketing so thanks igor for that advice thanks for all your valuable insights um, i loved having you on the marketing technology podcast and um, i hope to have you back in 2022 thank you so much it was a pleasure thanks for listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.